1: Welcome to the Winners and Losers show from the LFC Daytrippers. I'm Gav, that's Keith, that's Phil, that's Dicko. Four winners, four losers from the weekend's Premier League games and um, anything else we can come up with in between. If you're watching, please share, please like, please subscribe but most importantly, put your... Comments in there, and we we'll read out as many as we can as we go. Um, great to see Phil back. Amazing to see Dicko back after, like, he just told us to piss off for about three months. Fair play. <laughs> and uh, great to see Keith back, sporting yet another um, football top. So, mm-hmm. Keith, go. um, I'm going to throw it out there. If everything don't get into this fucking conversation in the next hour or so, the serious <laughs> issues, I'm going to put it out there. But yeah. um, I'm going to start with you, and I'd like to start with your Winner of the
2: week. My winner of the week is Philippe Coutinho. Um, oh. A controversial one. Um, look, Phil Coutinho, Liverpool fans, we're all sick of, you know, harking on about, let's sign Phil, let's sign Phil. He's not good enough for us. He's not at our level. Um, he's, he's a player that on his day, is capable of the spectacular. And I think landing at a club like Villa is the perfect move for him. After a couple of, say, failed moves at Barcelona and Bayern Munich, if you look at Phil Coutinho's numbers at Barcelona, they're not that bad in in of themselves. But you have to take the whole the context in of the the price tag, the expectations, what he went into, what they became. And it was just a, an unmitigated disaster. You know, he, he goes to Villa... Under a player that he, a manager, sorry, that he played with and who knows how to get the best out of him. And I think they're starting to see what Philippe Coutinho can offer to a table at, uh, sorry, a side at that that level of the table because he'll have good games, he'll have great performances and then he'll do nothing. But he'll do the good performances every few weeks and that's enough for a villa. I've seen a lot of their fans on Twitter saying, you know, that This is what he needed after losing Grealish and and on his day he's better than Grealish and you know he does that, Coutinho does that on his day, he's a spectacular player and he had a great game against um, Southampton there at the weekend so I threw him in as my winner of the weekend, I'd love to hear what you all think of Big Phil's job that he's doing at Villa. Dico, go on, before Phil absolutely tells he's the worst Brazilian footballer of
1: all time, um what do you, <laughs> what do you think?
0: I'm loving the Grain Jill comments, by the way, that came yeah. up uh, That's exactly the first thing that sprung to my mind. Um, what a intro. Amazing work, yeah, brilliant. Um, Casino, well, I was definitely one of those who didn't want him to come back. Um, yeah. I know um, he, he it kind, of, kind of split our fan base in a way. I'm always a believer of sort of not really. Uh, going back to someone, um, especially someone who who kind of, you know, gave up on the club in the way that he did and, and look what we've done ever since. But I, I think, you know, what key touches on there, like he probably wasn't, you know, look, look we're, we're elite now, we are one of the best two teams in the Premier League, arguably one of the best two or three teams in, in Europe, probably not even arguably at the moment. And he And he wasn't up to that standard, but Fair play to Stevie G. He, he identified someone who obviously he had a relationship with in the past. He's brought him along. Um, you know, he was at a low ebb in his career. He's come along and he's and he's ta- and he's taken like, Villa by storm. Really, they absolutely love him. I'd say you know he is a, a, already turning quickly into a hero. And um, I, I was just absolutely gutted in throwing fancy football at the weekend because. Uh, on the old double game week, that that would have been an absolute gift, really. So, um, yeah, fair play. I'm I'm happy to see him, you know, doing what he's doing. I, I, obviously, we've got Villa coming up in a in a in a few weeks' time, so a little bit fearful of what he might be able to do against us, alongside the whole Stevie G factor. But um, yeah, you've you definitely got him put put him down as a winner because his career was going nowhere, and this has just completely revitalised uh, Philip Coutinho. I think
1: like for me I think it was a. I said it a while ago I think it was a clever move by Gerard to bring him in because instead of spending 50 million quid on that sort of player and having the pressure all thrown at you straight away that you spend 50 million on that type of player he's brought someone in for, for a loan I think he might have an option to buy on it Yeah, um, and it's worked out perfect for him well I has so far you know he's, he's X amount of goals X amount of assists so far and he seems to be playing well and Gerard Gerard not, Gerard's not silly. He's not going to come in there and say to Philip Coutinho, listen, you have to play left wing and you have to run up, up and down all day because he knows that won't happen. So he's, he's trying to build a side around him and he's trying to replicate a little bit of what Grealish used to do at at Villa in that, you know, the position that he takes up and and the responsibility Mm -hmm. he has on the ball and probably a lack of responsibility of it. I think it's worked well for him so far. It'd be interesting to see in the summer if he does actually go and sign him because I reckon he'd get for next to nothing in the summer just to get the wage bill out of there for, at Barcelona. If they can afford to pay him the wages, that's that's another element too. But overall, he's had a really good start at Villa. Um, they were going through a bit of a rocky patch over the last probably five, six weeks. They've picked it up a little bit now and that win at the weekend doing the World of Good. I think he's been really good for them. Phil?
3: It's great, yeah. It's, it's Villa. They're play eleventh place, and they they won two th- their last two in a row. They're a nothing team. He's a nothing player. Ben. It's great that he won. He's it, it, like he doesn't. He doesn't. After the weekend of football, it was he doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in winners and losers tonight. He's
2: well, just, he's more
3: he's ill. So shut up. No, just being straight. He doesn't deserve. He did. He, what's he done?
1: What's he done? Fifty well, million at the 50 weekend, million At the weekend, how many does he score? The weekend. Who knows? Who cares? I, I don't he know if he scores any, but he I
2: think he got a couple of assists. Goal and assist. Goal and, yeah, assist. Goal and yeah. assist. Yeah, goal and assist,
1: played really well. So that's how he's the winner of the weekend.
2: But that's Proceeds. that's the thing, Luke. it's he, He's a player that, look, I think we all agree, they go hit the nail on the head, you know. We don't want them back. We've moved on. I can't understand the, the clamour for Liverpool fans to want the player back. It's just interesting to see when he does get a goal or an assist that there is still that sort of we Could get him for 15 million, you know, he wouldn't take him back, he wouldn't walk in there. That's because,
3: that's because, Keith, there's a bunch of gone being Liverpool fans. Oh, yeah, who can't, they can't let the past go and would still sign Gerard back if they had the chance and put him straight into the team, right? So, like, it's right, there's right. no point, you just you just ignore them and let them just drift off to become Everton fans and play in the underwater stadium because it's, 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 it's like ultimately. Coutinho was finished when he went to Bayern Munich as and I'm talking as a top tier player, as a fellow that's yeah. at the very top levels, right? Um, he looks like a player, he, he looks what he is. He's a good player in a mid-table side, right? He's the type of player that if he came along now, you go, Jesus, I wonder I wonder if he'd be decent at a top side, but then you look at other games and go, nah, he wouldn't. I mean, Laszlo, Panaflex there, Ericsson, Ericsson did more this weekend than Coutinho in my book. He's not in my winners either, so but I'm just just for for me, I think if you like, I just don't know, he's just exactly what you expect him to be. He's nothing better, he's nothing more, and I would never have him as a winner because uh, ultimately, the way he carried on, that's that's
1: you not letting go of the past.
3: Yeah, would
2: you
1: take (laughs) Suarez
3: back? Would I take Suarez back? Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Not now, not at this stage, no.
1: Would you take Suarez back two years ago?
3: Two years ago, yeah, before we put the squad that we
1: had together. Okay, so but, it was worse that he done he go. done as bad uh, to Liverpool as what um Philippe Coutinho. done worse,
3: yeah, but he's a better footballer. But that's not the point. Yeah, so then they. No, not, it is
1: the point. point. No, you know, it's exactly the, the point. The point you've made is that because you know always oh, this and he's that and what he done and stuff like that. Suarez done Suarez done worse. <laughs> Listen, Suarez is still a better player. So, the, won't he bring something? Or that wasn't the that, argument, yes. though. It is the argument. It wasn't though. It, is. it might be now. We can have that <laughs> yeah, argument now, is but it, now. Wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't few now. minutes ago. Doesn't it make it. You it were is going on about, about him point. and how, where he went and what he's done and stuff like that.
3: It's yes, yeah, because I, 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 I can't. These players, it'd be like, would you vote? Would you say Lanzini, the the West Ham fella, he player winner? Of, no, you he wouldn't. He'd have a good game and that'd be it. Like, winners should be fellas who are very special and something. His that's team got
2: beaten and he missed the set. <laughs> it certainly won't be winner. Of the <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he's, 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 he's the equivalent of a of, uh, Coutinho what was Coutinho doing for since he signed because I think the only game didn't warm up until they beat Brighton to Hove Albion um, last week was Everton and everyone beats Everton, Everton. Scored his like
1: debut against
2: United yeah it comes off the it bench didn't, a goal it didn't and win,
0: I think, yeah, I think down someone down made a good point though. someone made a good point in the comments essentially he was kind of almost a catalyst for us to go on and win and win these yeah. trophies because off the back of it you are buying. Alisson and Van Dijk essentially within within a very short space of time. So I think in some strange ways we've got a lot to be thankful for that he did force that move out to Barcelona, and we did get the million yes. plus that eventually leads to a completely different path than if he would have stayed at the club. In some in some in some ways, you know, so. Um, like that's
1: the a... says quite right, Phil. Coutinho was a snake and did the dirty on us, however, <laughs> he's getting me points in the FBL. So, fuck <laughs> <it>. um, <laughs> um, Lanzini is my winner of the week for that miss, says Chris Brackett. There you go, uh, see, so there you go. Um, but listen, uh, taking away what happened at Liverpool, and he was going nowhere at Barca at the knee injuries. Um, people are even doubting, like you know could he turn up and play football That's at one stage? He's gone there. He has, I don't know how many goals he has now. Four? Four goals, maybe four or five assists. Three goals and three assists in yeah, seven games. Like that. And, um, that in he looks like he's fitting in. And I, th- I think it's been a good signing for them because I think it's, like I said, it's one of those where there's not a hell of a lot of risk involved. And if, if anyone can go, knows what he can get out of it, Coutinho, it's probably Gerrard. You know, sort of way. Um, Dicko Go on, give us your loser of the week, Dicko. And if it's not Everton, we're in trouble there. It's
0: not Everton. I mean, it, it, I, I didn't even consider that they would... Uh, can can they I just would, Sorry, can I just read so the stat happy.
1: out? Can I just read the stat out that, that came up earlier? Yeah, I actually yeah, showed it to yeah. you. But um, Everton, on the 7th of March, currently have four more points than Liverpool got in the Champions League group. <laughs> sorry, sorry right fans, that's left. where they are at the minute. But sorry, Dicko, your loser of the week.
0: Yeah, no, like they are like the a last minute shout. Really, um, I mean, it, it, it could actually happen. Like, it's it's starting to look they're so bad at the back that it's starting to look yeah. a real possibility, especially if Burnley start
1: winning. It goes freezing here, uh, freeze. Yeah. Dicko's on the door. You got
3: me? You got me? Yeah. I'm going to have the power yeah. out of
1: the cabin. <laughs> yeah. um. No. Still,
0: Still freezing?
1: Yeah. Are we back now? Yeah, you're back. Here we go.
0: Let's have, let's have a crack. My, cool. my,
3: my, He's my, 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 my,
0: we get my a loser of
1: the for the, the weekend, you, before you go there again. <laughs> it was-
0: right, my loser for the weekend is Watford. Okay, and the reason for that, really, apart from the fact that they just don't look like they're going to escape relegation, is like, what were they, what, what the hell are they done by appointing Roy Hodgson as manager? I mean, it's just. The fellas come out of retirement. Um, essentially. I mean, what is he now? 72, 73 years of age or something. I mean, he looks completely and utterly out of his like he just he, he looks like he's completely lost the plot at this point. I, I don't I don't understand why Wofford would have turned. I mean, there's a lot of why did Everton turn to to Frank Lampard? You can at least see there's a little bit of ambition in that. What ambition is there in bringing... Roy Hodgson to the table, you know, halfway through the season. They've gone through so many managers over the last few years. And I think this one is, absolute, is absolutely going to blow up. in the- <laughs> So I think Watford, uh, unfortunately, I think if they would have gone for a better manager, they would easily have got out of it. They've got, play, you know, they've got, they've certainly got goals in the team, but um I just think Watford are the, are the big losers this weekend apart from you know the way the results have gone and whatnot I think I, I think they just they've consigned themselves to relegation for me. Yeah.
1: Do you know what like I think that down. I just don't think they have enough but the the only thing that's interested me in, in Watford is they start the season with a manager and they replace him with Ranieri. Okay. Yeah. And then they replace Ranieri with Hodgson. I'm actually wondering, will they end up with four managers in one season? And they get rid of... uh, Like, what I mean is, if they're not winning games, right? And by some miracle, everyone around them isn't winning games. And they're like, say, four points from safety with seven games to go. So we're looking in, you know, four or five games time. And they haven't won another fucking game. And and they still... Oh, we're only four points off safety here because everyone else is shit. I'm wondering, do they ditch Hodgson and bring someone else in and go, listen, we'll go for the last four games. we will be four managers in one season. Like, Keith, (laughs) they're just mental, aren't they? Like, they seem seem to come up, get a load of players, bring them in, give give the manager about 10 games, 12 games, you're out the fucking door. Next fella in, give him another 10 games, you're out the door, and move on to the third fella. And there's just no rhyme or reason to what they're trying to do
2: they're one of the most bizarrely run clubs in the world uh, for me Watford and you wouldn't think you'd you know you don't think of Watford when you're thinking of interesting teams but the way their owners go through managers you know it's it's absolutely madness and the the amount of players that they seem to bring through that club in a season like Dave Gieser's playing centre back there yesterday Samir and that I'm like who the fuck is this who's this who's the fullback I know that the fullback's only a new guy that comes in but they're, they're the the of players, there's never going to be that consistency. They seem to want to throw shite at the wall and hope that a bit of a sticks. Now, Diko touched on it there. They're strike force, you know, Emmanuel Den- Dennis, he starts off really well this season. They have um the other fella, what's his name? He
0: he keeps getting injured. I mean, that's a big yeah. that's a big blow, and he's the best player,
2: boy and boy, boy, yeah, that but if your man cute cute Chujo Hernandez as well, getting overhead kicks. You know, they've got players they had in years gone by. They had the likes of Ricardo Pereira, Gerard Delafeo. They've all these players, but they can never get any consistency or stability. Now, I know a yo-yo club, you're not going to get stability. But Norwich, for example, went down, kept their manager, came back up. A lot of the same squad. One or two players, they really right. I show you, I'm not using them as sort some sort of a barometer for excellence or anything. But they they kept a sense of stability. Watford is just an absolute mess. I I don't know how much they're spending on um, compensation packages for managers and coaches because they fucking shown through loads of them. It, I'm, wondering if I'm wondering if they're all in there.
1: I'm wondering if they're all in there. on you know, like a one year rolling contract. Yeah. And if they What's want to it? get rid of it, they, they'll only pay, like, they're probably only paying you fucking six months wages or something like that. Yeah. Feel they're mental. And, they, like, you should really like this, to be perfectly honest with you. But, well, I
3: was like, going to say, none of this me.
1: But there's yo-yo clubs, Phil, and then there's clubs that just do their best to go back down. It's not even like they're trying and they go back down and come <coughs> back up. These boys come up and just do their best to spend whatever they have and then go back down. It's mental.
3: Now I, th- I think I think again you're being racist. Basically, right the the the, the Potsos, um have tried to implement the Italian style of club ownership model onto yeah. an English club, and they're following through and they're sticking true to the through to their beliefs. If the manager loses or his crap after five games, he gets sacked. There's a good chance. was the fellow who was in charge at the start of the season? Um,
2: Cisco. They're probably right. still paying him and have him on a retainer. It's what they do in Italy. Well, they keep that's what say, Keith, them if, yeah.
3: if, if they get a pain in the hole with Hodgson, there's a good chance that Cisco will get back in a job before the end of the season because he's still on the wage bill and paid out yeah. to the end of the season. Because that's what they do. And to be fair, that's what they did with Udinese in, in Italy as well. And they're following the exact same model. Your man, Gino Pozzo, who's the owner, is the son of Gianpaolo Pozzo, the Udinese. Um, owner, and he originally Gino originally set up the the scouting network, etc., for Udinese back in the mid nineties. So, like they they send the players between Granada, Watford, and Udinese, and and that's that's how they that's how they generate money. That's how they're generating sales. They use it as as they're using Watford as as a transfer window club, and. and really, this is why I said we should have football in the world back because it could bring all this knowledge to football in the world. And I haven't got time. Crack.
1: We just don't. Just <laughs> <mind. laughs> says, uh, what would you give it to Big Sam at the end of the week? <laughs> 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 but like, the, the, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just absolutely mad. Like um, the, Someone said they go to uh, two more managers than done stars. Um <laughs> it's, it's just fucking like, I, I wouldn't mind if they come up and spent nothing. And said, just have a go. And if you're not good, we get rid of you. And we just see if we can manage. But they spend money. You know, mm. they actually spend money. And yep. then they just go down and they go, oh, "We're going to get rid of all these now. And then they try to get rid of them all. And then they bring in more, more lads. And they, oh, they get back up after a season or two. And they just r- rinse and repeat. You know? Look, well, come
3: here. Is, is, is the uh, parachute money being reduced or changed or something? No,
1: it's staying, I think, for another two seasons. Right. Because we were talking about this the other week. And I think it was Laura Duffy in the chat said, that, no, it was being kept for, I think it's t- this season and next season. Or a half. In agree- half or I think it was in agreement with the EFL because of the COVID, might be because of the COVID situation where they just said, right, we have to keep it. Um but well, for, for
3: Hodgson, go back to the Ray's point for Hodgson. Hodgson normally wins 33% of the games, no matter where he goes, no matter how good the team is, no matter how bad it is, right? His um, his ratio isn't working at Watford this time. If, if he was to manage to win 23% of the games that he has left, they'd stay up. That's how bad everyone else is around him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it so, is, and it's annoying. It's annoying
0: because in a year where... Um, are so vulnerable they could easily go down. They might be saved by the fact that, you know, it's a season where the likes of Knowledge and Watford are kicking about uh, yeah. and, and they're just so bad. Um, you know, it's interesting to me who's going to be that third team. Is it, you know, is it going to be Burnley? Is it going to be Evan? Is it going to be, you know, a Brentford going to get sucked down there because, you know, they, they, they can't pick up. Points on a consistent basis, although obviously they had the big win this weekend against Norwich. But whenever they come up against any half decent side, that they struggle. So, uh, yeah, it is annoying because this could, this does feel like you know Everton could potentially go down, but they might just get they might just get out of jail a bit, like a la sort of Wimbledon last game of the season type of thing. Um All them years back when when they almost went down.
2: Barry Horn,
1: and the lads. Yeah, and the lads. Yeah, lats, yeah. Um, yeah big it's only four
2: points between and, and, and Leeds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I it's, think it's I, I, if I'm Everton, I'm not, I'm not looking at Walford and Norwich. I'm looking at I'm looking at Burnley and
2: Leeds and trying to come out on top of them. But it's, well, it's Dave, just, If I'm Everton, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm leading, having a long hard look at what's going wrong. We'll Get on to them, I'm sure someone oh, has we to have will. Them we each.
1: will, yeah, because I've left the spot free in my picks. Um, <laughs> and I'm delighted I did. Um, Phil, winner of the week. <coughs>
3: oh, jeez, what did I say? I can't remember, Gav. It was, it was, there was a long time ago when I sent them to you.
1: Well, just look up what you sent me. Hang on, I'll go away. Um, this is great. I just cool. say one thing,
0: but before Phil gets his topic. <clears throat> I'm I'm sort of I'm pleased to hear that the the points dropped, um, or or you know the the loss that Everton had against Man City could be the thing that sends them down, but at the same time the, the thing that costs us the league.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, I don't know if that's a sufficient consolation prize for not winning the league. This know. Do, you know, do
3: you know what for them? If if we didn't win the league, even if they get relegated, for them. They'll- Take they will it. celebrate. They'll celebrate that as winning the league. They don't want not getting relegated because they'll see that as the as the points that that helped City win the league, and they can go and celebrate and have a big big piss up in the pub like they did when we played Real Madrid. Or yeah, um, wouldn't we'll put, it pass we'll put a past them.
0: Wouldn't put those videos. Yeah. Oh,
3: um, anyway, so, sorry, guys. Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal right. for me, right? Okay. Um, and. You know, I've I've given Arsenal a hard time, and to be honest, it's a shite. But like, they're the best of the shite bunch at this moment of the time. You look, I, I didn't realize how many games in hand they have, Um and like, to be fair, United are fucking cat right? Mm. And it's just they they are poison. They're poison. But Arsenal are now starting to win against the shite teams that they should win against, and not worry about the games against the better teams that they never win. So they're starting to work out what they need to do. Uh, and when we're at this point of the season, and you're on 40, is it 45 points around at the moment, or 46 points, or whatever? It Arsenal, is 48. 48. Yeah, 48. 48 points. And you're fourth, and you probably have about. Three points of a of a comfort blanket against you and Spurs. I think who are probably the, logically the the their the challenger for that fourth spot because you know aren't anywhere aren't going to be anywhere near them come the end of the
2: season. Um the then- United and West Ham have played twenty eight games, where Arsenal have only played twenty five and Spurs twenty six. And there's yeah. only three but points. Ar- I think between
1: Ar- the- Arsenal's, three <laughs> games,
2: <laughs> Arsenal's three games. in hand
1: are Liverpool at home, yeah. Chelsea away, Spurs away. Well, we saw that last night. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but like to be fair, no Gav, the problem I have with picking Arsenal's winners, their, their fan base, are a bunch of spas, So I can't, I can't be dealing with them, right? Like seriously, yeah. the, the the chat that you, that you posted something earlier on, and they're saying that Liverpool don't have the faci- like you know, the facilities, like what they they don't have training facilities, they don't have showers to, to sign Arsenal players, they don't have money to sign the Arsenal players, and um, madness, madness. Like they, they're living in in a land of. Uh, confusion with the with the yeah. stuff that they're going on with, but at the same right. time, having a look at it, I think that what what Arteta is managing to do is slowly build something. Like he's 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 the Spanish Brendan Rogers. Do you know what I mean? Like he's managing to get the points out of the squad that you that that's there, um, and he's got a good core, a good of of good young players that are going to be basically turning into really good players at other clubs when when they get sold to them. Um, and but yeah, they're the winner if they get into fourth. Who knows? They might be able to go out and sign a load more young players and, and be able to keep them there. Um, the following year, um, so yeah, I'm delighted for them 48 points at this point of the season after 25 games. It's uh, they, they put themselves in a chance for fourth, and it's, it's it'd be a big, big, big win for them if they manage to get into the Champions League. Um, but it says as much like looking at sports tonight, obviously, I couldn't put Spurs in because they're one of like. They have a good chance of getting. To me, I think Spurs, if they can hit a run of form between now and the end of the season, probably pip Arsenal to that fourth spot. Right? They have a better manager, and um, and they probably have a, have a better goal threat in in, in Harry Kane uh, yeah. up front than Son as well. And that's probably the big difference. I'd still like at the back, they're equally as dodgy. Um, like the the two goalkeepers are both really dodgy. Their defenses are both really dodgy they, they concede goals so uh, ultimately I just think they're probably Conte's going to have Sports better coach than Arsenal but fair play to Arteta for giving them a chance at getting this fourth place spot
1: Usually when it's fourth place you're averaging two points a game that's what you mm. need they're just currently under that and <laughs> I'm not a fan of Arteta um, I'm quite open about are. that I um, I think I just think he's a bit of a spacer. like just Especially when the grounds were empty, the game was going on and he was standing looking up into stands and all. It was a bit mad. Um, I, but I, what I will say for him is my biggest problem with Arteta was is that he... I don't think he was brave enough at the start of his Arsenal career. You know, he was he was creating these kind of formations and things where people go, oh, look at him. Isn't he different thinking? And we're like, no, he doesn't trust the players that are there. So he's playing his left back at centre back and he's doing stuff like that. And some people can say, you know what, credit to him for doing it. that That's fair. But what I, what I found with him was um, he started getting a little bit touchy then. He started moaning mm-hmm. about stuff and, and he seemed a bit weak to me. He seemed, but what I will give him is what he's done with Aubameyang is absolutely bang on. Because Aubameyang signs a contract, and forget forget if he's is, he's out of form or he, he's, he's not bothering his ass. But Aubameyang was actively going out and pissing off the Barcelona for the weekend and heading here for the weekend and saying he was going to collect his mare and all this, right? And he just had enough and went, no, he's not playing. End of story. And left him there. And that was a huge call from him because Aubameyang was club captain. He was the top scorer. You know, he's, he's, he's that main man. And he absolutely done that. Left now? on a free as well. He left Didn't on a free because of the massive the massive, the massive money that he's on, and Barcelona wouldn't pay a fee and the wages, I suppose. But, but but like you have to give Arteta some credit. But when I look around them, I'm thinking to myself, like United are a mess, right? Yeah. West Ham shouldn't really be up there, but they've had a good season. Spurs, like we spent an awful lot of this season, kind of going, what the fuck are they? at? you know the sort Mm. of way Um, and Chelsea ourselves and City are just way ahead he has to get fourth he has to get fourth and I was only saying this a couple of weeks ago to an Arsenal I was on a a show with an Arsenal fan um, and he was saying what do you think we should get and I said they have to get fourth place because if they don't with the state that United are in sports to an extent West Ham being your main main threat if they don't get it it's a failure and on top of that this thing you were talking about with the, the, the tweet earlier with the video about um Saka and Liverpool and stuff like that, my whole thing on it is, if Arsenal don't make top four, mm. I think he's in trouble for a start. But I, I, I promise you, if they don't make top four, somebody's going to come in there and go, right, Martinelli, Saka, and maybe one or two others. And they just take them away because I don't care how much Picardi Saka is quoted as saying, oh, I've only dreamed of playing for Arsenal. listen. When they're coming around and there's a World Cup coming and you're not in the Champions League, mm-hmm. forget it. You'll be just out the door. So I have, to give, some, I have to give some credit to where credit. But again, I think you're right, Phil. He's not winning big games, but he's starting to find that Arsenal trend over the last 10, 10 years anyway, where they'd literally, the 26 games against those bottom 13, they'd win a vast majority of them and get into a top four. They're starting to get back to that. But looking beyond that for them, I think is a little bit premature. Um
3: but just to echo your point about the the um the the younger players and and you know they they won't go even if they get top four. Arsenal's history is the, is selling their best players all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what they do. They're, yeah. they're they're a club that's designed to develop players and then sell them for as much money as possible. You look at the you look at all the players that left. Henri. you look at um what was your man van Persie when he went to United. At the, van Persie goes at the peak of his thing, and that's when Arsenal were competitive. This isn't we're not talking about an Arsenal team that had fallen away. They were still Champions League. So they still had hopes to win the league. Like, the year Leicester win the league, Arsenal should win that league. That was Arsenal's league that they threw away. They were by yeah. far the best team in the league and had this run in February and March, which just absolutely destroyed any chance they had to win the league that year. But they were by far the best t- best team. I'm not saying they weren't the best um, team over the course of the season, but, but in terms of performances and what they could do, they were the best side in the league that year. And, you know, they, they just threw it away. And this is, sadly, this is... Arsenal now, their fan base reminds me of... Our fan base when we started this podcast in 2013, because the heads are
1: it's all over the shop. Arsenal's big test now will come against us on the 16th of March. If Arsenal show up there and beat Liverpool, you go, Do you know what? That's probably a, a bit of a corner they've because you don't usually win these games. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are going for a title, so you know. IP Vanish is a VPN service that, um, have very kindly given an offer to us for our listeners and viewers. Um, they have a big uh, sale on at the moment, 70% off. Um, but if you go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers, you will get um, another little bonus on top of that. So basically with IPvanish, um, they just want to let you know that going incognito... Um, when you're browsing, doesn't actually protect your privacy without added security. You may as well have your private data be handing it to, to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying OS. Uh, IP Vanish um, make it easy to stay private and secure on the internet. Okay, the 100% encrypt your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes it. Uh, virtually invisible online it's that simple Um you can use it on unlimited devices tablets computers phones even on your fire stick if you're streaming some media so don't forget that as well um at home in public um you can go online and use IPVanish and you can be absolutely protected. Um, offering a, they're offering a 70% off the yearly plan for our air listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's basically nine months free um, if you work it out. Um, if you go on to the IPVanish site or IPVanish.com, you will see a rate for the year with a discount. If you do IPVanish.com forward slash daytrippers, you will see an, another um little bonus on top of that. Very easy to use. It's one button and you're protected, so Make sure you check it out. Um, You won't even know it's there. Just once you hit the button, you walk away as normal. And they are ranked uh, 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. IPVanish.com forward slash slash daytrippers. Check it out if you're looking for a VPN now or in the future. And as I said, 70% off, so go and check them out. Liverpool will want to win it, but we'll have to wait and see. But he does deserve some credit. But I think they're over-egging themselves a little bit. And... Listen, it's not the first time it's happened. We've seen Liverpool over-egg themselves. You know, you do it every time they get a fucking win at this stage. You know, so it's not like it's just an Arsenal illness they have. Everyone over-eggs themselves at the small, Mm -hmm. in the hope that they're right, that look, is this a corner we've torn? But we'll have to wait and see with them. Uh, Dicko, Arsenal, um, what do you make of them?
0: Yeah, they have to, as as, has been said, they have to finish fourth. Massive chance for them. Um, Spurs... Okay, they've had they've had a couple of good wins, but they they'll always throw in the unexpected, you know, mad results. You know, get beat when you expect them to win. Um, United are the shambles. You know, you can't see them realistically coming forth. Um, You know, it's it's theirs for the taking. That they, they, they've got fourth. If they really got something about them, they won't relinquish fourth now. Um, despite the fact that they've got a tricky running. They've got to. They've got to win that game against Spurs. Um, anything they get against Liverpool, I suppose, would be a bonus for them. But um, they, no, I, I mean, they, they've been quietly kind of chipping away, haven't they? They've kind of they flew a little bit under the radar. Obviously, they had the really slow start to the season. I mean, what they were bottom, weren't they? Um, they lost the fourth yeah. trip. Yeah, they were bottom. Everyone, they were a bit of a laughing stock, really, um, and. You know they've they've sort of picked themselves up off the floor and they've 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 really they've they've quietly sort of gone about the business. I know the fans you know would be one of the most vocal out there you know on, on sort of social media and whatnot. But no, they've they've been decent and the Aubameyang thing, um, like that could just pay back in spades. You know, like you know for them to get into the Champions League off the back of you know quite a you know, it's the type of thing that you have to do in 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 business as well. You know, you, sometimes you have to cut out that that bad egg um, for the betterment of the, of of a business or the team or whatever it is. You know, it, it, it was absolutely the right thing to do. And you know, if they get in the Champions League, who knows? You know, we've seen this before with um, with teams. You know, sort of dark horses um, teams that kind of catch. Others unaware, um, you know your your Ajax, your Atalantas. You know, you teams can do something. They could go on a a little run. Not saying they could win the Champions League, but they could they could they certainly do some damage in Europe. So, um, and and obviously they've not got they've not got any distractions as well. That's the other thing. You know, it's it's Champions League or bust for them, isn't
1: it? Yeah, they've again um, they've literally they've literally like one game a week, really. You know, because yeah. once they're once the games in hand clear up, which they will do fairly soon, I think for them, they literally just have a game every weekend. You know, I don't need So it's a lighter game.
0: workload. It's much yeah. easier to plan around. Yeah. You should have less injuries in theory. You know, you've got one, one focus, one sole focus. And if they don't, you know, if they don't get fourth, they've only got themselves to blame. Really. it will be a proper bottle job. I think.
1: Keith, I think we're all in agreement here. Like if the, you know, they have to get top four. They just have to, the position they're in, they're sitting there. Forget well, okay, Spores have a great good win tonight. But uh, when all said and done, the closest team to I think Spurs can go to forty eight points as well, can't they? Or fifty one maybe with their games in hand. Have you got it in front of you there?
2: Spores can go to fifty one if they win their two games on the teams that have played twenty eight. Yeah. Arsenal can C- currently sit on forty eight. They're on four so games, they,
1: against, so really, when you think yeah. about it, you don't even know if sports are are, 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 a, are a threat here because one of those games is against Sports. One yeah. of those um, games in hand, so realistically, they're getting a three-game head start here, starting off level with United with eleven to go
2: or ten to go. That's basically what they're getting. It has to be Fort Keith. There's no doubt about it. The thing with Arsenal uh, Phil touched on it was they'll beat the show they're expected to be, and that's what they're beating at the moment do you know what I mean they're getting wins and everyone's losing their shit about them and talking them up yeah you can only beat what's in front of you you know for years Arsenal will get found out by Big Sam and any team he'd manage or Burnley or any of these teams that put up to them they'd lose their bollocks and they'd, they'd be gone this Arsenal team looks good now it's a flawed squad. It's it, there's holes in that team still for me. And I think the, the whole fourth spot this season, it, it was like when Spurs got beaten in the Champions League final by us and fell off a cliff. There's a worry that Arsenal could if they miss out on it again. I'm not, not saying fall on a cliff, but fall off a cliff, but they could they could lose one of them young players. I mean, Emil Smith Rowe, there was talk of him going to Villa in the summer. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Villa were, were sniffing around him and we're trying to buy him. Now there shouldn't be an instance where Villa can go in and, and even get it in the bleeding media that they're trying to sign Arsenal's best young prospect. Do you know what I mean? Like that shouldn't happen, but they are always susceptible to getting, um, getting picked off. Now, I think Spores will pick, will nick the, the fourth place because of the point field said, the better manager. And they do have the goal threat. Arsenal it's all around these young players. You know, you've got Emile Smith-Rowe, you've got Martin Odegaard, you've got Bukayo Ousaka, you've got um Gabriel Martinelli. You've got then um, the likes of Kieran Tierney, he's a good player, but they've got a lot of flaws in their squad and I think that'll catch up with them. In these games in hand, they're all big games and it's what they can do. I could realistically see them getting zero out of them. Do you know what I mean? And then the, the landscape might change for Arsenal. The thing about... um fucking Artete well, I think he'd be a great director of football because he's going in there and he's making all the hard decisions Gwendouzi gone bad egg Aubameyang gone bad egg anyone that speaks out they're gone they're fucked out he's not afraid to make them decisions but he's too emotional in the in game he's very like peppy overthinks things to the detriment of himself and his team Remember, we played them at Anfield and there was an innocuous challenge on the side. Um, what was it? Sadio. Someone went to hit Sadio or something and Klopp let a roar at him and he started playing running amok and the whole crowd picked her up and Liverpool went up several gears and it was like he poked, poked the bear and, and it came back to bite him. I think he's still like pepping that. I don't think he's good at um, maybe the, the mental side at the moment but I think he'd be an excellent um, director of football but I just think it'll come down to Conte will have Spurs better drilled, and they'll get more points. And the likes of the head-to-head with Arsenal could be key. But it'd be interesting to see what way it goes. Arsenal, fair play—they're doing well, but they're winning games they really should be winning. Yeah, and making a hard work of it. they were three-one up against Watford and goes to three-two. And it's like, mm. how many times do you reckon you could
3: poke a bear before he'd rip you apart? Ah, uh, you got to stick half. half it depends
2: where are you like are you behind the bear are you are going up a hill because I'd say it'll take him a while to turn but when he gets that speed he could catch you it'd have to stick
3: bears, uh, bears are immensely fast creatures and they climb they can climb trees yeah but listen yeah. let's be, let's they be run as as
1: you'd want to be some fucking agent start poking a bear wouldn't you absolutely where
3: does, the, where does the saying come from like, I think know, about, everyone
1: says it well I, tell, I it, think hold it's on. A case oh, of oh, like go ahead poking the bear I think it's a kind of like you are just being a sap you know what I mean? I think that's what it means. It's like, <laughs> I'd like that you see the lads the who are there What saying, are you doing hanging around the bear anyway? First of <laughs> all, what are you going there. out looking for bears? Poke and then if you see one, just by chance, what the fuck would you be doing poking? I'm going to go over and poke him to see if he gets angry. <laughs> yeah. or, or, do you know what? How many times could I poke this fella before he just
2: loses the plot? Leave the bears alone. <laughs> I'm <laughs> giving me opinion on how to outrun a bear there is not a chance I can outrun a bear I couldn't outrun a sloth never mind the bear so if I'm poking a bear and fucked the I'm only thing gone. is
1: if, could you, do you reckon you could run outrun a bear in a like in a kind of alleyway setting you know where there's quick turns left and right all the time do you reckon you could outrun them that way I don't
3: yes. think I don't think you can because those bears are like they can move they're, they're viciously uh Aggressive
1: and they're also very <laughs> agile. <laughs> <laughs> Carol <laughs> says poking the bear is just being a sap. James Joyce. <laughs> um, no, look, what I'm saying is like, don't get me wrong. Up a hill, fucking in their natural habitat, they're gonna they're gonna get you. What I'm saying yeah. is, if you were in like, it's, right, imagine you're on the set of Coronation Street and there's an alley, there's a couple of alleyways in there, right, and yeah. you have to run from the robbers Return down to Roy's Rolls through oh, a series. That's like of fucking, a full
2: street of an alley. That, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, what I'm saying alley. is,
1: just imagine those left and you right get in eventually. there. You eventually. Right? Yeah. Do you reckon, uh, all right, listen, he only has a certain amount of time to get you, from the start to the finish line. After that, you have to say to the bear, listen, bear, he fucking made it, leave him alone, right? Do you reckon if there was a series of left and right turns through that, that you could outrun the bear?
2: No. I reckon you lose your, you lose your nerve and you start panicking because the bear is literally running at you and he's Running moving bins and wheelie bins and all, not a bother, and you're shitting yourself. You make the wrong choice, you decide to hide behind one of the wheelie bins, you're gone. You're Red, Steve,
1: Red Steve says, You don't have to run out to outrun the bear, just outrun you and me. <laughs> 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 um, but no, anyway, I don't know where the, the bear stuff, but anyway, uh, I don't know through a series of alleyways. I think you might have a chance against a bear. Um, I don't think, I,
3: I, like, think about the forest. The forest is like a, a, a nature's alleyways. It's like it's full of trees and branches. Yeah, they're and just
1: running over trees. Yeah. They're just
2: fucking running they straight know. through them. They don't give
1: a fuck. Yeah. If yeah, you're, you're running runs, and you maybe? see
2: a thorn bush, you're like, oh, I'm not going through them thorns. The bear's going through the thorns, not a it You
1: you're gonna, gonna hesitate I mean?
2: at the look of a thorn bush and then you just gonna yeah. fucking stingers. Mire. There's yeah. a lot care of be, stingers care there care is right. If a bear
3: don't runs at you or stands up in it, you're you're meant to stand back at it and stare it down. Now I don't I reckon there's not many um, humans still alive that have tried that method of, of, of escape. <laughs> rah, rah. Yeah. So either, two things will happen either it work because the bear is up and gone.
1: A bear can this run forty-five miles an hour. <laughs> okay, now. So you're not, you're not even outrunning out running it in a fucking small
3: car. You're not getting it to the. You're not getting to the alleyway, Gav. You're just not getting to the alleyway. You're gone.
2: You can't okay. afford a straight run, I think. You have no. to do everything to avoid that straight run.
3: Like with crocodiles, crocodiles are very fast in a straight line, right? So yeah. the, the, like the, the method of getting away from a crocodile is to run in a sort of exaggerated zigzag motion. Yeah, but where the
1: fuck? Like, a crocodile isn't chasing you on land, is he? He is, yeah. Ah, they don't really on give on a land. bollocks when they come out of the water, they're not arsed, really. I'd say they, if they think throw they can a few get shapes it, and then you head back. Imagine you're being chased <laughs> by a bear <laughs> a on the shapes. set. Imagine <laughs> the view being chased by a bear on the set of Eldorado in 1993. What do you reckon will happen? <laughs> <laughs> Says Gaff. Um, anyway, what are we on to? Oh, it's on to me. Uh, what it's am I looser. doing? I'm doing Loser of the Week. Um, I'm not doing everything. I'm doing Roy Keane as we Loser of the Week because I'm actually watching this guy morph into what Sky wants him to be. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> what 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 are you laughing at red steve oh he says wave your cock at it to assert dominance <laughs> um, yeah you could do that you could do that yeah um he does a laughing but anyway uh loser of the week roy Keane. um when roy Keane started out at sky I, I liked him i thought he was real honest um <laughs> He was straight down the line. He didn't get, you know, he just told her as it was. Now, I think he kind of does still do that. But I've watched over the last couple of weeks, and I'm not a big watcher. People know I'm not a big watcher of, um, you know, pre-game stuff, post-game stuff, half-time stuff. I literally watch the game. Half-time I'll go away and I'll come back for the second half. I don't watch a lot of them. But I've happened to catch Roy Keane, I think it was after the Leeds, the Leeds versus United game, where you win 4-2. And he's going on about... The quality United and, you know, the fight in them and, you know, um they should get top four if they keep up this and they do this and I think they can and blah, 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 whatever he was thinking saying. And I kind of went, yeah, fair enough. If they do do that, they'd be grand, right? And then when you watched them yesterday getting absolutely handballed around Man City, let's be perfectly honest. And Roy Keane is sitting there and he's shouting around about, oh, they're looking at their hair and they're looking to see if they look good and their social media and this and I'm kind of going, well, hold on, Roy. What has changed in the last three weeks that you think United have gone from this really good, you know, um, in tune team that they haven't been in, in, in how many, how many years yeah. to what you're seeing yesterday? And I enjoyed Roy Keane because he just called it as he seen it. Right? And I'm starting to look and I'm starting to the best thing or the worst thing for me now with him is it's he's starting to be reactive of each situation. And he's starting to he's starting to actually um contradict himself when he's talking. And it shouldn't annoy me, but when I looked at the weekend, I went, This is why I don't watch it. Because he's probably one of the last ones where you went, he'll just tell you as it is. He will tell you. How it is as it is, and he's not now. I think he's actually I think he's actually saying stuff for the sake of saying stuff. So I have to make him be loser of the week this week. Um Roy Keane. Keith. Roy Keane.
2: Yeah, um I sort of know where you're getting that with this one, Gav, because Roy Keane, when he goes on a mad one, it is great to watch and it's great to listen to. But Dave does this double act now with Michael Richards that's after happening and You know, nothing against Michael Richards. He's a he's a happy fella, but he's laughing in Roy Keane's face when Roy Keane is saying things, and Roy Keane isn't reacting. So to me, it looks very forced. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're seeing Keane and Carragher having the 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 after was it the Liverpool game when we bet them five nil? We were talking about Ronaldo, and Mm. you know why did you bring him back? Blah blah, and it was pretty fiery, You know what I mean? Whereas you now have like. Michael Richards laughing, outrageous laugh uh, at every little thing. And Keane's not really, I, I think it is more for show now. I think it's it's very much playing to the audience. Um, and it loses a lot of its luster. I mean, they all do it. Gary Neville uh, was an excellent pundit when he started. He's fallen off a cliff. Jamie Carragher falling off a cliff because they fall into the trap before them. Um, I was looking back at. Andy Gray and Richard Keyes on something was on on the telly on something. Them two are on Sky. And you think, but I always fucking hated them now, I have to be honest. But you think back to how powerful they were before they got fucked out with Dodge as well. Does it an air of, you know, celebrity or I don't know what way to describe? Yeah, celebrity that these pundits get. You know what I mean? It's all known. And I think they lose sight of given insight. And look, I know Dicko and Phil are huge um, American football fans and, and you can see that with some of the American football commentators as well. Um, like Tony Romo from the Dallas Cowboys went in and was an excellent commentator. Troy Aikman sort of jobbed along for a few years. But this year, Troy Aikman starts talking shit about other quarterbacks that he wouldn't have done. And he reckons it's to get a payday because he saw how much Romo was earning and Romo was the big, the big dog. So it... I think the the football pundits are sort of you know they're playing a character now and it loses a bit of its its appeal and a bit of its lustre for me and I think Keane is falling down that trap. G ten says as soon as the squad's best pundit and I agree with that
1: 100%. Yeah, well I don't watch enough of a lot of them, but I just find Keane is he, even even his comments about um, oh well you know when Carragher said well have you bought Ronaldo to win the cup. And he was like, well, that's where they are, that's where they're at. But he wasn't saying that at the start of the season. And oh. someone says Neville rubbed off and I think that's actually a really good point. Um Dico, um, Roy Keane, what do you reckon?
0: Ah, look, I, I don't I don't watch an awful lot of these post match um rants and and you know at, at this stage because you kind of know what's coming. I think basically they've all become part of the entertainment package, shall we say? They've all become sort of they they are all sort of carving out a little role for themselves uh, you know that the the are set you know they'll take a certain viewpoint and it will be very much reactionary kind of almost clickbaitish i mean how how many how many clicks will roy Keane's, you know sort of two minutes or three minutes have had around twitter and it's all it's all you know grabbing attention um, on the likes of twitter and, and and it's it's putting I guess it's putting sky in in a position of prominence um and and I, and I think that's probably almost sky's agenda at this point you know um that's the direction that they've gone in um I, I don't get I, I know a lot of people get wound up about Carragher now like I just let it go over my head because you know I kind of get the fact that he's 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 trying to you know, these 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 lads must be briefed about you know if X if X happens, if Y happens, you know what you know what angle are we going to come from, and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I don't I don't give an awful lot to it anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, like it, it it's as I say I've started switching off almost immediately when games finish. Now at this point, because uh, you know, I I, I don't I, I don't buy this whole. You know hot, the hot takes and 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 the, it doesn't come across <laughs> as informative
1: anymore, does it? That Dickel?
0: No, 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 not like it used to. It's like not you, like it's just. I, I used to, I used to, I used to, you know, hang on for a good half an hour and listen to what some of these pundits would say. You know, I did find it, it would, it would, it would help you understand some of the things that had happened in the game. But they've definitely moved away from it, and it's all about sensationalism now. It's not about. You know the, the nuts and bolts, or in American football, as they call it, the X's and O's. I mean, it's it's literally just about sensationalism now. So, and it does nothing for me.
1: Hmm. Phil as a man famed for not watching a hell of a lot of football and definitely stuff before and after games. Like, is is it a case of them just being it's it's an entertainment <coughs> thing now rather than an insight?
3: Gav it's why I don't watch any of it. It's, it's all bollocks. Like you, you see stuff going. Oh, look at the insight that Neville and Carragher have. They haven't talked shit. The one's a failed manager, right? If he was any good, he'd be in a coaching staff somewhere. The other fellow's never hasn't got the bollocks to try it, um, and he's not bringing any insight to the games. Like, like the one thing that's missing from English football nowadays, like the guys, even the co-commentators, used to be there to give the viewer the insight as to what tactically teams are doing, or how their things are set up, or what way the player the player is going to develop, or what they're trying to do, and and, and this type of stuff. None of that exists anymore. There's no insight being given. There's no breakdown of what's going on in the game. There's there's nothing being provided to viewers outside of, ooh, ah, ooh, oh, that's controversial. Ooh, ah, offside, onside. Isn't this great? And then look at this stuff here. That used to be what Man United is about.
2: Nobody
3: has. None of of that matters. None None of it matters. Tell me what's going on. Tell me why stuff is breaking down. And not with this euphemistic bollocks that's going, why didn't you chase him? Why didn't you chase him? If you can't say, if you can't put across a reason as to why potentially a player isn't factored, isn't chasing somebody because tactically they might have a different type of setup or they might have a, some type of zonal pattern defense or a different way of why cl- things are closing down and it's breaking down structurally and this is why it's breaking down. And that, that's what people want to see. Not this crash nursery version of this is insight into football sorry like i i i saw the clips that were being shared, and like to see somebody like a man Gary Neville t- then having the cheek to refrain to meek Richards that he was getting emotionally over the top yeah. in terms of the stuff, fuck me, this fella is an absolute clown right it is he's a beyond the clown one minute he's 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 emotional one minute. He's telling the owners to go out. they're telling the fans to invade the pitch and take out the owners and everything like this. <laughs> Next minute, then he's celebrating because they went out and signed billion of pounds and they are back. Now it's like it's not good enough. The manager has to go. The manager has to stay. This fella has been all, all
1: while joining Labour and deciding he wants to go to. Yeah, to he's area. been.
3: He's been. He's been held up as a bastion of intelligence in England. If that's the bastion of intelligence in England, no wonder they're in the shit heap that they're in. Seriously.
1: Like this is this is this is symbolic of I where. like I like McCoist. <laughs> I have to say I like McCoist. I've seen McCoist do stuff on ITV and most recently Sky he was he actually done the um the all-frame derby a couple of weeks ago and he was excellent. And then I actually watched I think he might have done uh, Rangers Dortmund from Ibrox last week mm. and he does do that feel. Like he was saying like um uh there was one incident where the ball comes out of the box Rangers get it and they go to play a diagonal in behind and they're flagged for offside Morelle is off Rangers called and straight away McCoy's calls you see that's what he shouldn't be doing he needs to get out quicker he needs to get out quicker his players are working for him and he, and he does give that insight into what a player's doing if he's lazy if he's this and why he's doing it and what he needs to do to get out of it. I like McCoy's but for, for me it's just it's just gone to um, it's gone to the stage where it's it's just entertainment. It's not insight anymore. And insight show business. Listen. It's not even show business.
3: It's not even show business. It's clickbait. It's 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 set up to, they're basically the ta- it's 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 tabloid Coverage, right? It's it's headline. It's 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 the old fashioned tabloid headline red tops that used to exist before papers died. Right? That's essentially what it is, and it's just now in media form because this is what then gets the clicks. This is what gets people to look at the videos on social media so that they can sell their advertising, which comes on before and after after the the, the things. That's all it is. There's no insight Mm. why anybody would watch a pre match or a post match thing anymore outside of wanting to hear the interviews with the managers, and half of them give you nothing. Right, in terms of what's there, I, I like if, if, if you wanted to see a step change in how football is presented or how football it needs one station to actually go. And, you know, take the take the up and coming young managers that may have missed out on a job or something like that where they've been sacked and they come in for three to five months and they're able to bring that level of intelligence and analysis that isn't there because these lads have never been around that type of stuff. They don't know how the game is being coached. They don't know the way anything is being set up anymore. And they're still talking about 4 four twos and 4-2-3s two, and all this type of stuff. But in reality, they're only base formations. Like I think one of the the, the most insightful pieces of the scene was actually somebody's mentioned the, the Slaven Bilic where he's talking about the way our fullbacks play, and his head is blown at the way at the at their ability not so much to what they do in in the attacking phase of the game which is amazing but their ability to also play in the defensive phase of the game and it is a weakness and he's saying the difference is when you look at Chelsea or you look at um, and this was before the Chelsea Cup final says Chelsea play the same way using wing backs but they're playing with three centre backs to give them the coverage and he says they've got Kante and they've got Kovacevic and he's breaking it down for you to say this is why this Liverpool team is not just good for now, it's one of the one of the age's great teams in terms of the style of play and the way they want to play, and in the way they're allowing it to do. Because all the teams are conceding the width to the fullbacks all the time in the pitches. That's analysis. That's intelligence, and that brings something new to it. It makes you want to that's chew. It. In to the, they're not there to
1: analyse anymore. They're but not there to give an insight. What they're there to do is they're they they're basically teaming them up now. Like you say, you see this Roy Keane, Michael Richards thing. You see Neville Carragher. Um, and then you'll see they'll drop soon as because he'll drop a bomb on anything. He doesn't give a fuck who it is. Like he he literally pick Carragher up by the throat if he has to. You know the sort of way. But what what they're doing is they're teaming them off with each other and then letting the ball roll. You know the sort of way. And and listen, BT I no better. But I, I just Roy Keane is my loser because he, I think he's he's actually falling into um, the trap of what Sky has become that's just what it is yeah. um, we have to fly through the last four because we've taken an hour to do them fucking four my god uh, we Keith do. we're back to, we you. Have you have to have to look, look the at week.
2: the format of this going forward loser of the week Bruno Lash and Wolves uh, I think the first week we done this I picked Wolves as my winner um, because they were on a nice run and they were positioning themselves Phil is smiling because Phil said they were going to fall to shy. Um they were <laughs> positioning themselves <laughs> nicely and they haven't won a game since then <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's that Bruno Lage came out at the weekend and absolutely Paolo De Canio'd fucking Kiana Hoover under the bus. Mm. He taught him in the new one um, about how you know, he does it. If you're not going to prepare, you're going to pick up injuries, the attitude is right. he absolute absolutely lambasted. I mean, look, you can look at that two ways. You can say, like, he's, he's fucking a young player under the bus. What's he playing at? Or, you know, if the young player's not really putting in the effort, you know, you have to pull them, pull them up on it. Wolves fans, I've, I, know, I was looking at it. Some of them are saying, there's a lot more than Keanu Hover that's, that's doing it, but he's absolutely fucked him under the bus and he's gone from here out to villain in no time for me. So yeah, that's more just a put, put me hand up on that. Got that one wrong. So don't ever listen to my predictions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you predict who has got five or six every week anyway. Sweet, so um, you? you know what I mean? Um, Dicko, who would you have? You, got, you don't Did you? You don't lose the last time, did you? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Winner. Who's your winner? Um,
0: it's not my internet provider, anyway. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: get this, you can get this lead, Dicko, that runs from the router into know. your laptop, and it just it's I so might okay. go in
0: the house Nick. I might go in the house next week. Well, um,
3: come,
0: um over, come, my, come around the corner, Dicko. i <laughs> <never laughs> just appear in a minute. <laughs> um, my winner is, um, Eddie Howe. I hope I don't. You know, there's, this isn't a similar kiss of death. But, um, I mean, when he came to Newcastle, obviously they were in dire straits. Um, I think I've seen uh, they had five points, I think they had, 11 games gone. And um, and he's now steered them to the, the heady heights of 14th place. I mean, they, they look like they've, you know, kind of got themselves out of the mire. Obviously, still... You know what, 12 games to go or something along those lines, 10, 12 games to go. But, um, no, he, he a fair play. I mean, you know, he, he, obviously took that time out, um, of football after Bournemouth kind of bided his time, had his rest. Um, was quite, quite surprised he didn't get a gig, you know, very quickly, to be honest with you, because I thought the job that he did over the years with Bournemouth was, was a great one. But, um, he's managed to, you know, he's managed to, Go to Newcastle. Can't, uh, what's the name of the, the, the his, his right-hand man who obviously took over from him at Bournemouth for a while? But um, he's brought in with him. He's obviously his um, his trusted right-hand man. And between them, they've they've done uh, they've done a good job. And and you know, it, at a time when we all wonder about you know the power shift um, between Liverpool and Everton, there could be you know in terms of a shift in the millions. Um, it could be um it could be that you know Newcastle are the team that are on the up and um who knows what where Chelsea's millions will disappear so who knows what what things will look like in 5 years time but you know he, he's going to he's going to potentially go down in, in history as someone who's um who's who's managed to save them and 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 as they'll may look back on it in 5 years time they'll say you know that that was that was a massive a massive turning point for us as well as the fact that they're they're going to have all of these gazillions to spend in the future.
3: I think um, my, my, my issue with, with with Eddie Howe show is what happens during the week before the game. Um, and his, his inability to have any type of backbone when it came to the, the Saudi Arabian situation in terms of invading their, their neighbors when the question that was posed to him, um, in the,
2: Eddie, in the, but in the, the know, press he's me. never going to say no. Any, and
3: Eddie Howe isn't of course there. he's not of course not because there's a good chance he get butchered by the owners Eddie, is. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie is so a football manager.
2: <laughs> he's
1: not <laughs> there to fucking answer about Saudi Arabia invading culture. he's a football man
3: well, Gav this is the problem though. you can't separate when, when when you have UEFA and FIFA banning all the Russian clubs and the Russian international team you can't just go well we can't we have to park it now because we're going to talk about the premiership and the premiership is better we can't because it's the same with the Manchester City team Right? They, like, again, there's a whole range of mad human rights issues that exist in the Premier League that people just yeah, but, park. But, Think but, about feel, the Chelsea fans chanting for Ramon Abramovich during the, the, when, when they're trying but, to show a show strength for
1: Ukraine. I get it's that. It's disgusting. I get that. But hold on a minute.
0: There's only one place to find the most recognized brand in carpet, StainMaster, and that's at Lowe's. Right now, get free basic installation with the purchase of StainMaster carpet and pad, 4 dollars or more. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Install available in-store only. Requires non-refundable site assessment
1: fee. Fee is credited to final project price if bought through Lowe's. More charges may apply. Not available in all areas. See Lowe's.com for details, exclusions, and licensure. Ballot 219-413, to U.S. only. Eddie Howe is employed by these people, right? Okay, and Eddie Howe is a manager of Newcastle United. You know mm. All right. Now I understand there is limitations on what he can say because they are the owners. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but if I'm a journalist, and this is where it's all this, 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 this goes back to the fact, um, you know, the the hyper hyping everything up and getting away from football. Right? It's the same as two fellas sitting in a studio and going on fucking stupid. Right? As a fella that's meant to be a journalist walking into St. James's Park or their training ground. And instead of asking, how are you building up for the game this weekend? Or "What what do you think of this? What do you make of fucking Saudi Arabia? It's like... If I'm listening to an interview with Jurgen Klopp, I don't want listen. I don't want to know what he thinks of this this country or that country or anything else, right? I'm not saying they're not important, but what I want to hear about from Jurgen Klopp as football, Liverpool's football manager is that he's answering questions on football, right? If you don't want to do that, send Kay Borley from Sky down into fucking into the Axis Centre or into Newcastle Training Ground and ask them all the questions they want. But this is what I don't get. People go, oh, well, he didn't say this and he didn't say-. but hold on a minute, he's a fucking football manager. And, and it's all, it's all just a, oh, come out. And the, the big thing to come out with is, oh, we didn't answer about this and he didn't answer about that. He
2: doesn't have to. I thought I, I Amanda, Stavely, Amanda Stavely, Amanda Stavely, I thought yes. was worse with whole with sort of comments. Yeah. With-
3: but she's like again. She has probably the most uh, has has the least amount of scruples that you're going to come across anyone that's involved in the league. Given what what yeah. given what's what's involved, like if she's turning around and saying it's terrible, should have the club taken off. She's probably missing the point that there's there's economic sanctions being put across the place. Like, honestly, I, like Gav, you can say that, but at the end of the day, if you're going to be recognising the Ukraine. Before the games and all that type of stuff that was going on at Newcastle, the hypocrisy that exists purely because their owners are the same ones that are invading somebody else's country—it's going to come up at a press conference, and you're going to have to have an answer for it that's better than what, what was used. So why don't nobody why, so cares wait, hold about a Yemen? So filth. So, why don't, no. answer, right, so
1: why, why don't they Why don't he contact someone at the club that's responsible for the ownership of Newcastle United and answer the the that club, question? Guy. He's
3: the face of the club.
1: The right, okay, he's the, face okay. Of the club. he's the face of the club. So what happens if what happens if America go into the Ukraine tomorrow or into Russia and start bombing people, right? Should Jurgen Klopp sit there tomorrow, right, and say your owners are American and America have gone in there? What do you think of that? Should Jurgen, Jurgen yeah. Klopp do that? Will you fucking yeah. stop it? And John was saying there, I'm not having that. If he's happy to take the money, um, he should be asking very awkward questions, right? The point that they're asking him the question, why don't you have the balls to go and ask these people? Why don't he go because and have the, the ball? Now, hold on a minute. Why don't he's he have the, the ball? Why don't hold on a minute? He's not the representative of the club. He's, he's the, the manager of, of the football New team, New Year, right? Of Saudi right? Arabia. Okay, he's managing Newcastle United. He's not managing fucking Saudi Arabia or anything like that. He's not the representative of the club. The representative of the club is Amanda Staveley and whoever else came in as the face of Newcastle United. Because you yeah, remember, right? So when they face. took over, Amanda Staveley and two other blokes, I think it was, no. were standing there. Hold on, they were Phil Because i seen it. You didn't watch it. You don't watch any of this stuff. So th- these <laughs> Amanda Staveley and two fell are standing there with the Newcastle things, and they're the face they are the, face, you you they are the face of Newcastle United, right? They're the face of Newcastle United. Right, so why yeah, don't the game these game people? Wait? Hold on a minute. Why isn't this fella sitting <laughs> in the Newcastle Chronicle or wherever the fuck it's called? Right, going in there <laughs> and saying, "Listen, I tell you what. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to Eddie Howe because you know what? And football is not important here. I want to know about Saudi Arabia, which quite rightfully he should. But don't. What's the point in asking Eddie fucking Hell? Go in and knock at the door in Newcastle. And go Listen, remember them three cunts that were on the fucking pitch here when you took over? Can I go up and talk to them now? Because I want to know what's going on with Saudi Arabia and any other country. And they won't. It's because the easiest thing to do is walk in and pick on the. The manager,
2: because he's meant to know everything about Saudi Arabia. Picking radio. on the manager, right?
1: Yes. Picking on the manager, yes, but he it, is. He's not
2: picking, he's
1: picking on, the on the fucking
2: manager. Eddie Howe isn't in a position of strength there either that you can go and start ridiculous. saying, "Look, I'm going to lash these out because I don't agree with them." Maybe Blade p45 in the morning if he did. Like so, there's probably a bit of self-preservation by him Which, as well. But,
3: but, but Keith, when you take the job, you know what you're facing, into. and if you haven't done your homework to understand that this type of stuff is going to come at you, right? Um, and have some type of answer that is more than
1: well, just focusing on the coaching and the, and the playing of the football. So what you to to do? do you want to do? Do you want Do you want Eddie Howe then to turn around, and go listen? There's no training today because I need to go upstairs here and I need to ask these three people to fucking get on to Saudi Arabia and explain to me what's going on. I need to know because I'm going to be asked these questions when I get down into a into a into a fucking press conference. Is
3: that what you want What have you had? What if you had to turn around and say? There's no point in asking me these questions. You need to direct them at Amanda Stabley who owns the
1: club because but, she. Can, but this, she's, is, she's, but this she's, is what I'm talking about. Hang These on, hang are hang on, Gav, football Gav, journalists, didn't. Phil. These are football Gav, journalists walking in to a fucking football club <laughs> for a press conference and asking questions about something going on in Saudi Arabia or another country that they're gone into. This is a football journalist, Phil. This isn't fucking, you know. This isn't some bleeding political, you know, correspondent walking in. This is a fella walking in. This is like the new Gav, conservation of James Pierce walking it. in and asking the question. It's oversimplifying
3: oversimplifying it again.
1: It's not oversimplifying it. Modern
3: football is involved in more than just football because the amount of money that's gone in behind it is symptomatic to why they get the money. In the first instance, the journalists are right to go after it. They should go after every single angle they can. Okay. And over the Saudi so, Okay,
1: there. so I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what they should do then. When they go into this, why aren't they requesting, or our Newcastle, right, uh, protecting Eddie Howe and saying, listen, we'll answer all them questions, because you're managing the football side. We're in here. Yes, there's issues in our country. And we aren't, why is Eddie Howe being the one fronted up for this? Why aren't why they aren't calling in and saying, listen, we're at, we won't ask proof. any questions. Is there anybody at this club today that can answer these questions that I have? As a football journalist, I want to know about the political situation in Saudi Arabia. Is there anybody here that can answer these questions? And it'd be a lot more damaging for Newcastle to want to go, no, there's not. Okay, that's fine. Because we've wanted to answer these questions and you're refusing to answer them.
2: Gav Darren Dunbar says the journalists still accept the free hospitality when reporting at St. James's, and it's two-faced. And it's very true. Do you ever hear the journalists talking about the food they get in the Etihad? How it's yep. like being in a, a Michelin yep. star restaurant, you know yep. what I mean? So they're what they want to keep, report And They I, won't
3: I, report on the other. I, I, I'm not, I'm not. Look, football is the world of hypocrisy, nobody gives yep. a shit once the team's winning, right? Exactly. But like yeah. going back to your point, Gav, t- um, Yorgi was prepared to stand up and give social edicts in uh, during the time when it was about cake vaccines and all that type of stuff that was going on, and we had no issue with him doing it because do you know why. Because we we support what he's saying and what we think he's, he's a great man and he's got he's got a fantastic brain that's sitting there. All I'm saying to you is me as the manager, if I'm Eddie Howe, I know that this is going to happen, right? I have some type of get out of jail card that gets me over without making it look like I'm just ignoring what's going on and I'm ignoring the question because that makes him look weak. And that leaves them open to what was going on. I think I the I think uh, manager think has uh, to uh, have So,
1: so, so to basically what well, basically what you're saying is then is that a football journalist turns up and asks this question. Right, which I don't think should go to Eddie Howe. I think you should have the balls to ask him something. You shouldn't be asking anyway. He's a football journalist. Maybe he did right, right. But but really if he did, why, why is um, like he so You know we didn't. You know we didn't. Right. And so Eddie Howe is now sitting here and he's having this question thrown at him by a football journalist about political pro- issues in Saudi Arabia or, or beyond. Right. And then you have Newcastle watching this stuff going on and not doing anything about it. So Eddie Howe right, is going to be pinned by both of these uh, both of these entities, right, journalists and the owners of the club. And he's to sit there and hate that. And we all think that Eddie Howe is the one that should answer this.
3: Do you know Which goes back Phil, to the point, be like you the the If
1: you Eddie like you Hale turn around tomorrow and deciding that I'm going to ring Gav Doyle because he'll, he'll tell me everything about Ukraine, ins and outs. It's a ridiculous fucking thing to do is to ring me and ask me about the ins and outs of Ukraine. But why not? I should fucking ask him. It's it, it, it makes no sense well, I, to me. And I'm not I, saying Eddie Howe I, I I'm not listen. I'm not saying Eddie Howe is blameless in all this because he does take a job from Newcastle and they have got this going on. That that's absolutely no problem with that. But I, I can't understand for the life of me why these people don't A do their job and ask football questions or B ring that mate that's the political correspondent to get him to join him at St James's Park and walk in and request the people that need to answer the actual questions. Eddie Howe's not going to give you any in depth thing, you know that. So it's 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 a, it's a
2: lazy thing to do by Arsenal. Pep Guardiola got lashed out last wearing for wearing a yellow badge, didn't he? In political yeah. support for what happened in Catalonia. As, though,
0: seeing as Phil's torpedoes, uh, Eddie Howe, I've got I've got a I've got a second pick, and that second pick is uh, big Joe Walsh. Going to give him a shout out, Gav. Yeah,
1: got one last uh, night. as well.
0: Four winners out of the last six golfing tournaments. The man's yeah. on fire. Subscription so service
2: comes Back soon. out tipping again. Back out tipping
1: today as well. Yeah, he never <laughs> stops. Need to be on it. day and night. Big Joe Watch. Um rumors is he has a. Uh, rumours is he has all the data all over the house. You know, that's just, just <laughs> it's like analytics, the, isn't you know, it? Do you know I like, mean, the video printers? You know the vidi yeah. He's um he's unplugged all the tellies in the house, just has video printers now just printing out <laughs> golf data that he can read up on and then um, <laughs> the missus isn't too happy. Um uh, Look, a couple of people in there are agreeing with me agreeing with Phil whatever. but yeah. I just I just That's the basis of what the show's about It's yeah. about debate It's about debate yeah it absolutely yeah. is and uh, listen I'm not saying in any way Newcastle are, are right in what they've done or Eddie Howe is right to take that job but I'm I just find it. down now
3: Gab stick with it stick no, stick no, with, no 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 I, I, I don't, I don't listen
1: there's more there's more chance of Eddie Howe actually keeping the job if they go down for me than staying up that's the funny thing Yeah it's
0: probably a fair point because yeah. he's only a, he's only gonna take them so far and then 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 the sexy manager comes in the proper you know the proper big hitter comes in hopefully not Jürgen Klopp in, in five years time yeah.
3: um, here's a question though Gav if you were a journalist would you go to the Saudi Saudis and ask them any questions
1: if I what sort of journalist
3: any type of journalist
1: a political journalist
3: football journalist would you well, if, I, them if, if them? I
1: was a political correspondent in the UK in that area and you want to know about Saudi Arabia, I wouldn't be asking Eddie fucking hell. I'd be, there'd be more chance of me asking Eddie hell for the bus timetable. Because you happily go into the embassy
3: it. now and, and ask them a the few yeah. questions?
1: Yeah. You would, yeah? Yeah, I'd happily go to Newcastle United as a political correspondent no, would you go and to ask you to Saudi Why would I go into the embassy? embassy? Why would I go into the embassy? Yeah. These people the are, These Hold on. These, are, these people are at Newcastle United. Why would I be going into the embassy? This is what I'm saying. It's a lazy narrative, and uh, ask questions by all means. But listen, if you want, if you want stupid que- answers, ask stupid questions and ask them to the wrong people. And that's Eddie Howe, ask them to the people at Newcastle. Um, well, it
3: would be better if Eddie Howe just said, "But we're not going to do the thing on the Ukraine because it's a bit hypocritical." So I don't think we should do it as, as a thing. But we, we support the Ukraine as a, as a team group or a fan group because uh, that kills the whole the whole narrative that sits there, and it's very hard for the, the, the journalists to bounce back off that one. Mm. Uh,
1: Christopher Carl says. Um, why does Dico have a resemblance to Ralph Ranyck? <laughs> 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 yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Hey, listen, Gav, the only embassy you've ever gone into is a pack of twenty. That's it. Right. <laughs> and uh, listen, the prices nowadays, you never know. I might have to <laughs> knock them on the head. Back to the Rotmans. Um where are we, where are we, where are we? Phil, I think <laughs> it's your loser of the week.
3: My loser of the week is Cristiano Ronaldo. Like we've been bouncing around the topic, we've talked about Roy Keane and the whole lot. But like lads, let's think about it this way, right? United you know, signed Ronaldo, like so. Basically, Gary Neville had a little shit fit, right, and gave out that the owners wouldn't spend money. They went and spent a hundred trillion, billion, zillion, billion, million pounds on players, including signing Cristiano Ronaldo on ten million pounds a week, right? And he scored less goals than Takumi Minamino, right? <laughs> he's gone out there, he's had no impact in the big games. What do you make of he's, that at the weekend
1: though? Oh, it comes out like fairly late that he's not playing.
3: I think he'd be better off getting his, his missus out to play for them at this stage. She'd she'd have she'd show more about her than than, than he would. Honestly, it's
1: fantastic. And then but there's like, claims in the background, by the way, that he was left out. And apparently his sister mm. liked an Instagram post from somebody saying that he'd been left out, and it's all kicked off because of that as well.
3: I, I look, I think it's phenomenal. I just think it's absolutely phenomenal. like you know, the way they were, they were dreaming about them coming back. They've they've again, the United fans have gone down the rabbit hole that we existed in for so many years, right? Yeah, um, and I'm just thinking, isn't it just wonderful? It's just wonderful to see that it just go so badly. It's like this is this is what would happen if Coutinho come back to Liverpool, like this, it would just all fall apart. Like, this is exactly what, what, what happens when you bring somebody back that's well past it and then spend, yeah. give them more wages than absolutely anyone else in the Premier League. It's outrageous, it's, it's but it's wonderful.
2: They brought a 36-year-old player back and literally gave him the keys of the car and said, do what you want. Took the number mm. seven short off Edison Cavani to give mm. to him. And that might seem like small, but that's an egomaniac saying, I want everything. I'm coming back here. And they all fell in that Tiernan McVeigh says that Sue, show you. I hate that. They're yeah. nearly short the fucking trademark and that and making it a thing. Look, like it's been an unmitigated disaster. That transfer. That transfer <laughs> window. Jaden Sancho will come good. <laughs> that Ronaldo will be the debt of them for a few years now. Yeah. Thanks be to God.
0: And it was all designed, wasn't it, to, to stop yeah. City from signing them as well. That's the irony of it. And City of have, of have, have, you know Hopefully they don't win the league, but I mean, it's hardly been to the detriment of Manchester City, has
1: it? Yeah, it's, I it's, could, it, I could, I could see where where City were going with, with Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. yeah he doesn't yeah. have to walk a lot. They pin teams in. They have 70 percent possession, They're, and they love this whole getting in the end line and clipping balls back and playing balls back. Ronaldo to live off that all day long for them. But the United thing, the way they play. Especially on the chair was like sit back, hit you on the break. And Ronaldo, although he's not, he's like he he used to be really, really fast. Um, he's not, he's not a slouch by any means, but he doesn't want to be running channels on the break, and he doesn't want to be doing all that. And it just made no sense. And now when you see, now when you see, like even the likes of Elanga, um, is it, it? And you see Sancho, and they're starting to nearly come into their own a little bit. I'm not saying results wise, but a little bit starting to come into their own, and and. Have their own impact on games or their own putting their own style on games in, in in periods. And it's when he's not in the side. Because everything is played to him Except the biggest thing is they're not willing to play high up the pitch and dominate a game. And that's what Ronaldo needs. It's 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 madness. And the talk is now that he won't stand in his way if he wants to walk away this summer. You know? <laughs>
2: he's forty seven years old, like could any of you use run channels? I thought I'd rather run away from a bear down Coronation Street yeah. than run channels. I couldn't at change the channel. I was 37, I couldn't change the channel. Never mind running a <laughs> fucking channel. You know what I mean? Um, it's. I just think it's insane. Um, if he'd have gone to Man City, he wouldn't have been calling the shots. He'd have had a coach, no. manager that would have put him in his box early on. And Ronaldo probably would have played to that. And it would have been, you know, he would have been part of a squad. Instead, he went in there and just yeah, Jus says he destroyed that dressing room. He went in, John says he took he, the he, he got
1: 30 goals thing. for City as a finisher. He would have,
2: he would but again, have
1: d-
3: d- is, is the mad thing about this? And it's not just d- do you know, Ronaldo is just a symbol of how badly run United is at this point in time, yeah. right? Because you have Pogba there who's been trying to leave for three years at this stage, right? And they, mm. they didn't capitalize, they didn't, they didn't cash in, and now potentially he walks away in a very small transfer or no transfer at all, right? top, right? You've got they bring in Ronaldo completely on on the basis that he's going to and that on the guarantees that he plays wherever he wants, starts whenever he wants, he never has to run and all this type of stuff. It's the most dysfunctional team. They spent a hundred and eighty million on Harry Maguire, right? Like he he, he <laughs> like basically he's he's bearby. He can't turn like if you have a a, a crocodile and a bear, a going to have a well, chance to see he get to him. He's not he can't torn. No. He's not. The only option he has with the Bear is to try and launch his concrete head at the Bear and hope that it works somehow. He right? doesn't
1: play for Manchester United. If he's signed for £13-40 million um, whatever amount of seasons ago it was, uh, 2019, was it? Um, I don't think he's, he's... He's not actually United now. It's simply it's little little doubling on down on, on the fact that it's £80 million quid.
2: Worst
1: transferred really. ever.
3: I, look, I just think uh, anyway. I, I could have picked United as the losers week. Pick anyone, please. Right? Um, yeah. But Ronaldo to me is just a symbol of everything that's gone wrong there, and it's just it's it's almost like the cherry on how bad things have been run since Ferg- Ferguson has left. It's just it's it's an imploding. Every, it's a house of cards, and every time they get the house of cards just gradually built back up to where it looks like something's going to happen, the wind comes along long and knocks it down. Like think about it like this. Last year they finished runners up in the league. They think they're going. To, like if you look at who, all the tips for who's going to win the league, they're in there and there's people tipping them to win the league. And they Most basically London
1: don't have us in top
3: four. Now the they, they basically they basically blew their shit up for no reason to bring Ronaldo hmm. back. They alienated Rashford. They've alienated um, your man Martial. They never know how to ge- they never know how to develop him. They, that fella was a potential world class player, and just because it's been so badly run. He, he, they didn't achieve what they could have got out of him and he paid a lot of money for him as well um, they've fucking Sancho may as well have taken a year off gone around to India just to find himself and do a bit of yoga and stuff like that because he's wasting his time at United you know. Pogba was the best player in the world when he signed for United and he's become just a, a, a mid-table midfielder if, if he was playing for West Brom at the moment he wouldn't stand out that's what, that's what he's become right they spend £100 billion on Harry Maguire. David De Gea was the best goalkeeper in the world and gradually became the shit goalkeeper. And he's just getting back to being good again because he has to deal with so many shots. Look, like He basically Wan-Bissaka, has to deal with so many another, shots. Another,
0: another one that they basically put up on a pedestal, Wan-Bissaka. And he's Wan-Bissaka
3: just, was, was um, a, a poor man's version of Natal- Nathaniel Klein. Like That's basically what they signed. The right? Cline had more about him than, than Wan-Bissaka had. It's unbelievable.
1: It's unbelievable.
3: The system with Luke Shaw.
1: Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Carroll says oh, I think he's he's right He says It was to take the pressure off the owners As United fans were protesting Then they all buy Ronaldo Short and line the pockets of the owners And they were protesting uh, That they were protesting against um, oh,
3: Should be back out? I guarantee
1: you now Oh no, I, I've no doubt about it I've no doubt yeah. about it You'll see They bought, the
2: they bought Ronaldo They bought Sancho They bought Varane mm. And this is the state of them Now Sancho was one They've been chasing for two years he looks mm-hmm. okay at the moment. He's starting to come into a bit of form. They Ronaldo, who's their, their golden boy. And then they bought Varane, who is... Everyone could tell you Varane is an injury-prone defender who needs to play beside a dominant centre-back because he always played beside a dominant centre-back. He's not the dominant one. And they're stuck with Harry Maguire because he paid £80 million from, him. And it's just mistake, 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 mm-hmm. mistake, 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 mistake. All shoot squad, every single part of that squad is an absolute shit show. Scott McTominay was there. The, the youth player that comes through and he's like, Yo, Scott McTominay, Scott, he's getting his arse tore out of him now as well. Like, there's nothing in that club that you're looking at, you know. But it's even, but it's even, it's even, from grace. everything it's, about it. It's, a,
1: it's <laughs> even, even, even if you look at the, even if you look at the circumstances, right? It comes out quite late that Ronaldo won't play. Uh, the rumor is Cavani trained for three days before the game and then wasn't playing. Right? then they go out and they get beaten and like I seen I, I seen something earlier the last 10 minutes of game Man City had 92% possession yeah 92% minutes, right shocking. The right? did he only get 8% right? right in the last 10 minutes of the game right why is Scott McTominay out doing these interviews and this yeah. goes back to for me goes back to the time do you remember when Arsenal went in shit and Aubameyang was the captain and he wasn't doing interviews I think they get beaten that mm-hmm. way at West Brom or something like that and Dave Youngfles us out doing interviews the club captain's nowhere to be seen now, why isn't Harry Maguire out there going, listen, none of you are doing interviews after this game. None of you. I'll do them. I'm the club captain. I'll fucking do the interviews. <laughs> and Scott McTominay <laughs> is out doing ah. interviews. I, mean, I, I know he's played a load of games. What what's
3: funny? Red Steve, shout out Maguire should wave his cock up around to, to assert his dominance. dominance.
1: Okay, <laughs> we're asserting a lot of dominance with cocks to me. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that's that's where your leaders come in. That's where your club captain comes in you know, and says, I'm doing all the interviews, I'm taking them, you don't go out there. And I know Scott McTominay probably has 100 games, you know, somewhere around that, maybe. But he shouldn't be out there. And this, this is what it's all about for me. They talk about leaders and they talk, they don't have any leaders. None. Zero. None. They've none, right? They, they have, they don't have a system that they want to play. They don't have the bravery to play a system that would mean that they would take control of a game and get the best out of a Sancho, a Rashford, or Ronaldo. They don't have that. And all it just keeps going around and round. And what comes out today? Oh, statements from players saying they're sorry. Right. Which we know happens all the time. And then on top of that, you have the likes of Neville turn around going, Oh well um you know uh a new dawn is coming for United with a new director of football and and this and this was a proper um Look at the Glazers and, and Woodwards. This was a pr- proper good boy to them. And I'm like, do you think the Glazers are going away here? Yeah. You know, there's a load of money being spent there. And, and the total sum of what you have there is no leaders that haven't got enough quality, bravery, or plan. It's as simple as that. And Ronaldo is a massive part of it. A massive part of it.
3: Gav, as, as I will have to feed the, feel the child very, very, very soon, can I just make an honourable shout on winners of the week to Manchester City for increasing the commercial revenues by a hundred million um, and making <laughs> the top spot in the English league? I just wanted to say, fair play to them. That's yeah. amazing! Amazing. They, they have their uh, corner flags sponsored by um, a company they own. They have the lions sponsored by somebody that they own, and it's just amazing that they're now they make over a hundred million more than any other team in England. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, next
0: achievement will be to try and sell out the stadium consistently. That'll be a...
2: Well, to sell out every week. more of the Hardens around. this. see the way that now they on double? Yeah, double four, two, yeah. four the Harden. I reckon and, John and Delaney is the man who called the bright to ca- lights the and all. I'd say the ball boy and the stewards are going to have epileptic fits because they've laid <laughs> out these bright lights shining in their face and all. It's, it's well, amazing. all of these
0: ads, are, I don't know if you've noticed, but all, I've never heard of any of these people who are sponsoring these. <laughs> I mean, they're you just got completely, this, but, they're completely complete
3: companies. They're,
0: they're just nah, ghosts. They're ghosts just
1: the pretendy the
3: companies. Candy pretend companies. Amazing. Like
1: you know, Gav going in and just setting up a load of limited companies and just saying, Yeah, they sponsor, they sponsor the day shippers this yeah, sponsors and yeah, day trippers, yeah, this sponsorship, this sponsorship. No one knows them. No, they don't do websites, they're not that's not the crowd. It's <laughs> just <laughs> random crap. Do they have that social media? No, no, never No, they're not mad into the socials either. They just go over their business, don't be worried about them. It's an international yeah. hotel group with no website. Yeah, yeah, no, don't like it it's more word of mouth that you get they get they take bookings <laughs> over. <laughs> there are C- they're the, C- the, the C- C-
0: actually C- like advertising this new like city that's <laughs> being built up in the middle of yeah, yeah, the desert
1: bottom city is it for <laughs> 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 it's, um, it's
3: Anna it's Delvey's going to be their, their next uh, the PR yeah, it's mad
1: like it and like you said phil it'd be like us taking on sponsors and just going listen it's a hotel group but you basically have to fill out your details and send it to this p.o box and they'll come back to you then to let you know if you have a room anywhere You don't know where the room is but they'll let you know um it's on uh it's, it's on
3: 617 on, six on teletext if you put your teletext on you'll be able to get yeah, and
1: you it. have to wait till it goes around to page 48 of 63 and if you miss it don't worry it'll be back in about three hours when it comes back around <laughs> (laughs) Um, (laughs) remember doing that for the holidays I remember doing that for the holidays cheap holidays yeah (laughs) oh I'm missing the page oh for fuck's sake you had to wait for it to come back around Um, we leave it there we leave it there Um, we never got to speak about international pro tour for funny so can, it's, oh it's, yeah it's, you, so let's finish on this then so
3: I spent four hours watching this at the weekend right? no, one, no, it just you sent
1: me a video today which was
2: five years old and I thought like, I was trying,
3: I was, I was trying to this was like the,
2: to the red chill one that was five years old as well Phil I yeah. think you, you're on Dicko's Wi-Fi I think you're using his <laughs> fucking password
3: no I, I, I was sitting there I was watching NBC Chicago or Sports Chicago and I was just like what's going on and I was just watching and I said what's this so I thought it was beach volleyball to start with but it wasn't it's foot Folly. And it's a pro tour. They're paid to do this, guy. Paid. You are paid to do this. It's funny volleyball
1: using your feet.
3: You can't use your hands. You can only use and you can only touch it three times when it comes over the net as well, yeah. right? So, so you can't just keep holding up. But they have this thing that, that just drew me mind. It's the shark attack. So the fella launches himself at the net and just with the, instead of whacking it with your foot, they hit it with the base of the foot and slam it down like it's a hand. It's, it's amazing. It's just, it was, so tr- four hours, four hours watching it. Then I found out that this is huge in Brazil. Because it went ah, down a rabbit hole go, you. Yeah, you know, it you, you was, yeah, it was
1: hardly fucking bit. huge in mount. Like, go on. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's in, in December this year, Ronaldinho and Romario, Keith, you like this, had an exhibition, full Folly Pro Tour um exhibition in Rio de Janeiro, where they had one team, Romario was on one team, and Ronaldinho was on the other team, and it was made up of a load of ex-pros, right? And Ronaldinho is in some nick. For a fella who's whatever age he is, he's forty something. And Sammy Romario, 40, yeah, 40 and Romario who's about sixty is in some nick as well, and he was playing. So the two of them got the playoff. There's another one due. So Gav, I sent you the links because Ronaldo was putting Ronaldinho was putting this up on his uh, on his feed, and um, so there's one. It's it, it just shows the beauty of foot folly, um, and <laughs> it was it's it's just immense. And for me, that to me was 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 the best thing of, of the whole weekend. But like, do know what you know why you should? Right?
2: Ronaldinho and Romario down you know, that you should have you should look up. Go on to the Google there, Phil, and look for the uh, Keith Duffy and uh Brian McFadden, oh. they've made a band together and if you go and look for them you'll get, you. that's another rabbit hole for it. Oh my god, was that the video
1: we seen the other day? <laughs> yeah, oh, boy's boy
2: life
1: that Go on Gav, stick it up oh.
3: there. Somebody said about Balloon Olympics I'm still chasing up uh, the, the rights to the Balloon Olympics but I think Manchester City might have already sold the sponsorship today with them for, for 10 no, billion I, for I next
1: I'm sure we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, we we'll get the clips for you somewhere. I'll, I'll po- I know where I'll post them. I'll post them in our Telegram group. I
3: sent you, you Ronaldo's tweets.
1: Yeah, I know. I'll send One them in the group for people type. to read. Um, okay, um Put it in Discord? Okay, no, it's not in Discord anymore. We're in um the Telegram group. The, the lads know better. And lassies. um, Roy, right, we're going to leave it there. That has been There's no Discord this week. Yeah, there is Discord yeah, there, but we okay. don't really use it. Can, can we not no, do no. this now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that has been it for the winners and losers this week don't forget as you can see on screen throughout the show failicon is our charity spot uh partner um we're looking to get down to 10k we're currently just gone past 3k i think and um, we, when we get all our sponsorship money in which is very close to coming in now we'll get close to three and a half k um so we've six and a half k to go in around three months um, so if you can spot, if you can donate, look in the link in the description and you can do that. If you can't, please share it amongst friends, family and wherever else. And we're going to do our best in the next three months to get as many people as we can to donate. And if we have to go and do some stupid mad things to try to raise money, we will as well. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm looking at Phil. I'm looking at Keith. I'm looking at Dick I'm, and anyone else I can get my hands on as well, to be perfectly honest with you. Um... I was going to say, enjoy the rest of your night. It's about 28 fucking minutes left of it. And um, we've taken up loads of it. But tomorrow, um, Liverpool play into Milan. I should be back at 2 tomorrow with uh, the cup update. And we will be back after the game with a full time Reds. And we we'll take it from there. Phil, thanks a million. Dicko, thanks a million. Key, thanks a million. That awesome. has been both the winners easy. and losers. Thanks to a million to everyone. Up
3: the Bears. In the,
1: chat. the Bears were the winners tonight. The Bears the, proved the bears, that masters. The Bears were the winners. And. Um, Jay's if this conversation gets out Eddie Howe was in serious fucking issues when he goes into work tomorrow that's um, But uh, listen, that's what it's all about debate and opinion. Um check out check out the boys' life uh, the boys life <laughs> video on the internet. Boys it's life. absolutely okay. fantastic stuff. We leave you with that. Over now.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.